You're listening to The Big Show. They score! With Russick and Rose. He rips the puck off the bar and in. His second goal of the game makes it 5-0 Flames. Ready to go now. On the official home of your Calgary Flames. Robbed by Markstrom. What a save. It's loose. And Markstrom makes another miraculous stop. This is Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Oh, hi there. It's Wednesday. It's the big show powered by MortgagesToGo.ca. Always the lowest interest rates in Canada since 2004. Visit MortgagesToGo.ca. We got stuff to do today. We got rumors to talk about. Trade rumors, that is. David Panyota, editor-in-chief, the fourth period, Sirius XM NHL radio network host, 7 o'clock. David is dialed in. Give us the latest rumors swirling. A lot of swirling around the Calgary Flames. A proud Chiefs fan. I'm sure still basking in the Super Bowl 58 victory. Mr. Buck Martinez at 7.30. Blue Jays color analyst for Sportsnet. Spring training underway. Hey, stop me if you've heard this story before. Vlad Jr. in great shape. He's in great shape. Ready to have a career year. Great shape. Derek Wills, the radio play-by-play voice of the Calgary Flames on Sportsnet 960 at 8 o'clock as well. Flames off until tomorrow night when they host the Bruins down at the Dome before the Battle of Alberta in Edmonton on Saturday. Uh, Maddie, good morning. Hi. Um, that Quinton Byfield goal last night yeah. was snatching some souls mm. from players. You didn't see it. You should go seek it out because again, it's against the Jackets. Take that with a grain of salt. But uh, it was an incredible it's against play. their best defenseman. Yeah, it was an incredible play by Quinton Byfield, and just the Kings all of a sudden don't look now. Coaching change, getting on a bit of a heater here, starting to separate from that just wild pack of teams vying for that second spot in the Western Conference playoff race, the wild card that is. Yeah, they are. And listen, I coaching bump. Yeah, the, they kind of struggled right after the coaching change as well. Um, this just feels like a team that has kind of started to even things out yesterday. It's no surprise to me that in a game where Pierre-Luc Dubois is engaged and scores twice, that the Kings have some success. And, and they've seen a little bit of success lately when he is engaged and when he is playing like the eight and a half million dollar man that got traded for like six pieces to win it from Winnipeg. So listen, this is, this is a team that has a lot of talent. I think we all knew that they got Victor Arvidsson back as well. Recently, that's been a nice little bump for him. And now you've got Quentin Byfield, who's really coming into his own. He's leading their club in goals since the start of the year. And yesterday's was a beauty uh, where he, yeah, just turnstiled. Zach Wierenski and put that thing in the net and just gross, end-to-end nasty. There was a couple of real good goals yesterday. That was certainly the uh, cream of the crop. We uh, we talked about the story yesterday with Croner about um, the Predators canceling an outing to a U2 concert at the mm. Sphere in Vegas, and then all of a sudden they win 5-3 last night um, in Vegas. Appease their head coach, Andrew Burnett. 
nailed my lock of the day. Mm. What did you do in lock of the day? By the way, we didn't talk about what happened on the weekend for lock of the day. We didn't wrap that up yesterday. Uh, I believe that I ended up picking the Rangers and the Kings, so I think I hit mine. Okay. I've been really poor at this, so I'm I'm not gonna lie. It's it's. Are we doing the same wager? Yeah, in, in February. Yeah, I think so. Is that is that the wager I, for every month? Unless it's not. Hmm. Yeah, unless we figure something else out. I know I nailed my Serie A pick Torino on Friday. Hmm. And I nailed the Predators last night. Patrick, what are the standings? Uh standings are. Uh, was the Penguins not? Yeah, no, that was not under five and a half. Nope. Uh, we've got uh, George in first place at seven and six. Here we go. Uh, GVP in second place at six and seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maddie in third place at five and eight. No. Oh. Uh, I'm last at four or three, nine and one. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. I would like for you, Patrick, to write me a nice uh. myfrontpagestory.com. I think that would. Maybe bring a tear to my eye. Okay. To be honest with you. We'll figure something out. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, still lots of the month to go. Still plenty of time. Oh, yeah. Still lots of time here um, to go in the month before we own up to that bet. Um, got a text topic today. Calgary Flames are off. It's always like that that spot where you're like, okay, team's not playing for a couple of days. What are we going to do? What are we going to talk about? What's going on with the Calgary Flames? Jacob Pelche looks like he's on the uh, on the on the way back soon. Mm-hmm. Skated. We heard him in the intermission. You talked to you asked uh, Eric Francis about it yesterday. Looks like um, that hit by Truba really scared the bejesus out of him. Thought his shoulder could be banged up again. No, he's skating. He'll be back sooner than later, which is good news for the Calgary Flames. What I wanted to ask our listeners, I want to fire up Texty McTexter. He also spoke today. to Pat yesterday, actually, on uh, Flames Talk at the Flames oh. Poker Tournament. Nice long interview I recommend our listeners go grab. Of course, oh, after the show. Right. It was but, the Flames uh, Poker Tournament last night. Yes, it sure was. Um, so definitely no uh, no action on the Flames side of things. No trades for Craig Conroy yesterday. That's for sure. When he's at the poker tournament, he, he taps Tanev on the shoulder. You got to get up. Yeah, He's just been dealt. Go all in. And then he just sits just there like George Bush in, at 9-11 in that elementary school in Florida. Mm. He doesn't know what to do. He just sits there. <laughs> so um wanted to ask our listeners, text topic. Uh, we'll play some of these at 8.30. Let's have some fun today. Um, waiting for the Flames to make trades is like waiting for blank. Mm. You can go at so many angles here. Are you are you excited about these trades? Are you a little sad that these guys are leaving? <sighs> waiting for the Flames to make trades is like waiting for blank. 960, 960, name and location. Maybe waiting for some results from a test. You're like, oh boy, I'm nervous about this one. 960, 960, name and location. Yeah, frankly, I kind of want it to be over. If I'm being honest, that's what I mean. I, I, that's the one thing I I would like this to be done. I don't necessarily love all the back and forth. I like talking about the trades when they're done and and the players and and what it means for the team moving forward. But I I do find it exhausting to 
come back here and just play the same game of ping pong with the same topics and the same comments and the same things being said from insiders for weeks on end until something eventually happens. I find it pretty monotonous, annoying. annoying. Sure. Yeah. Both those can apply. Um, so yeah, it's been like, it's been cool being involved and, and having a team that's involved, but I would argue that it was a lot funner when this was a team that was looking to add a whole bunch of pieces rather than to sell off a lot of pieces. So yeah, it's felt like a bit of a drag from being honest. Like it's really gone on for a, a little too long. feels like we're kind of in like that ninth day of stampede and you're like, mm. yeah, there's a couple of things here and there that you can probably enjoy, but for the most part, this stinks and I'm tired and I'm hungover and I'm ready to go home. And I'm ready to get out of these damn cowboy boots. <laughs> so waiting for the Flames to make trades is like waiting to take off your cowboy boots after day nine of Stampede. Is that essentially what that, you're saying? That's how I, that as we workshopped it with our mouths, that's how we got there. Yep. Yep. That's okay. exactly how that happened. Uh, keep them rolling in. 960, 960, name and location. I was also thinking about, okay, so if they make all these moves, like what's the summer going to look like? For the flames it's gonna be a quiet one right unless jacob marstrom gets traded at the deadline well, there'll be a lot of speculation around him but other than that it's gonna be a lit draft yeah it's the draft right it's all about the draft and then what like i don't see the flames going out in free agency and being aggressive uh, okay but maybe filling holes with dudes because you need to you need to fill out a roster but like a Nazem Kadri esque signing in the offseason? I doubt that happens. No, but I do wonder if any of the players with terms start to get dealt. I think that's a serious... I think that would be a question. I don't think Who's that they're Spanko? just going tra- <laughs> to... Anybody. Name them. Kadri, Manjapani, Kuzmenko. Anderson. Coleman. Sharon Govich, if we want to throw Anderson in there, I guess. But I just think with Anderson is like he's hitting in that age where like, do I really want to be a part of a? Do the a Senators rebuild? really want to come get Uyghur like they've been talking about? Like I, like who knows what this team is going to do, right? Because I just, I just think I if you pull Manjapane, Anderson, all those type of like those guys age ranges. Like how many of those guys are like I really want to be here through a retool when, hey, I only got one more contract really to cash in and try and win something. Especially when you're going into a UFA year, you want yeah, to be on a good team. Exactly. Show off numbers up. And I do just wonder if there's any of these guys with long-term that some other team says, hey, he's had a really good year. Maybe we want that as part of our team. Like, when, when you delete guys like Hannafin and Tanev from this team, obviously that leaves a massive hole on the blue line, but you look at the roster as it's currently constructed, and if you're looking towards next year, they're still not going to be that terrible. If they still have like guys like Anderson and Kadri and Huberto and Zary and Pospisil, and but Dalci. how much of the buy-in are you going to have with like the vets like just continually playing with you the young s- guys? Are like- you going to see the same year from Kadri? I think that's a value valid question from Pat. I also do wonder about the goaltender that continues to be the biggest thing. Like if they don't have Jacob Markstrom. This team's not going to compete for anything. Yeah, well, that's that's obviously again. I I I have a again. I have it on zero authority. I, I think potentially he gets dealt here at the deadline. 
Well, like, I don't, I don't think that that's like a hot take. Like it no, feels it's like it's become like pretty. The damn three letter has them as number one on their trade bait. Yeah, it feel <laughs> it feels like it's pretty much going <laughs> to get done bait. at this point. Yeah, because even last night the Devils Wolf in Washington gets smoked by the Capitals. Yeah, look out, Man, Obi, here I'll, he comes. Watch that. Watch some of the game yesterday and. Jacob Markstrom is not helping you win that game. They're they they they're down. Dougie yeah. Hamilton. The, those like, were just like listen. He the the netminder Nico Dawes was not good, but the stuff that the Devils were giving up just putrid. And that's a game you have to win <laughs> against a team yeah. that you're against a team that with. you are battling with. <laughs> yeah, there's four groups that are on the outside looking in on the e- in the East, and you have that type of performance against the Capitals. Ridiculous. Not going to be a playoff team. I don't think they're going to get Markstrom after I watched him yesterday. I don't think it's a solution. I think they've got a lot more they got to figure out in the offseason, but I could be wrong, too. Or the, or the Hurricanes. No, the Hurricanes aren't getting them either. That's no, nice. the Hurricanes are going to just ice a million and a half dollar goalie. And they'll and they're get eight five with their them, last ten. And they'll get five <laughs> of them in their organization. All of them will start NHL games, and one of them that you've never heard of will win them a playoff series. And, yeah. Uh, by the way, Patrick, the Hurricanes are my pick to go to the Stanley Cup in the East. They're, they're mine, too. They're GVPs. <laughs> they're everyone's pick. Everyone's pick. It's the Hurricanes. They're getting there. They'll do it. They're playing well. They're good. Of course they are. They always do. Um, 960-960, name and location. Um, I saw the story yesterday on uh, Central uh, with Timmy McAuliffe about uh, Vlad Jr. getting in shape here. Mm-hmm. Uh, stop me if you've heard this story before. He's in the best shape. Uh, he's ready to return back to his 2021 season. And uh, no hard feelings when it comes to arbitration. He was in the room, by the way. And uh, he knows it's a business. He's cool with everything. So pretty much status quo for Vlad here. Uh, we're hearing he's in, in the best shape again. He's ready to rake again. I just don't know how much that outlier 2021 season where he's up for the MVP, where he was just crushing balls out of that tiny ballpark in Buffalo and in Dunedin, like how much those numbers are inflated to compare to what he's done in the rest of his career. Because I just feel like I can't shake those that season and those ballparks he was playing in. Because that ballpark in Buffalo, it was ridiculous. If you just hit the ball out to left center with that jet stream, it would just fly out of that little ballpark and hit the highway in Buffalo. Yeah, like, I guess. Look, here's the thing with training camp. We, it, uh, we know what they're going to say. We know what they're going to do. I would just argue that, you know, I, I've liked what I've heard from the group. I thought he did a, a fine job trying to speak to the media yesterday. It's just good positive vibes. In. You want that He's got a lot of positive spring, vibes. Though. Yeah. No, good vibes. You're right. It's always like that in spring training. After an off season where, like, oh, my God, we have Shoei Otani to, oh, he's staying in L.A. or we're, we, It was a bad off season for the Toronto Blue Jays, straight up. And, and that, I think a lot of them feel like they left a lot on the oh, table yeah. there. So I don't know. I've I've liked a lot of what I've heard coming out of camp and what I've seen coming out of camp through a week of pitchers and, and catchers and a day of full squad. And I but, think they're gonna love Justin Turner. That effect he's gonna have on this group. I know he's older, but just having that winning mentality in that okay. locker room. Like the question really becomes like what like what do you expect from this team? Not what, what should you be expecting, yeah. but what do you realistically expect from this team? 
playoff team, yep. no question. Yeah, that's. I don't think that's a hard thing for them to do. Though. Fighting for the AL East, really. Yeah, they should be fighting for the AL East yeah. when we're when we, there's no reason they should be eight nine games back of the Orioles or or Yankees or whatever when it's all said and done. Again, I've said it a million times. If you just get hot heading into the playoffs, you can you can win the whole damn thing. Look at the Texas Rangers. Oh yeah, what the Texas Rangers winning the World Series last year at this time? Yeah, they made those big moves. And they had the injuries to start last year. Too. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay. The Diamondbacks are a team that really came out of That's the whole new wild yeah. card format is like anybody, doesn't matter your 110 win or 85 win, doesn't matter. You can get into this thing. Yeah, we'll ask, uh, we'll talk to Buck Martinez coming up at 7.30. I want to ask Buck too, like does he still get the, does he still get the butterflies about spring training? Buck, Buck's. Buck played in like the major leagues in like the seventies. Mm. <laughs> it's a little different now. Spring yeah, training. Yeah, like it's been. A, Buck's been around baseball a little while, like fifty plus years. He's been around. Baseball. I don't know if I'm if I'm baseball lifer. I would this time of year would always get me a little excited. Just being out in the warmth. I know Buck lives in Florida, uh, no yep. matter year round. But like still, just being around there in the weather. That's nice. You seeing your buds again. I don't know. It's cool. It's just just stay healthy. Like I said yesterday, nothing good can happen between the start of spring training and opening day. That's true. All right, we'll talk to Buck Martinez. The uh, the text messages are coming in already, and there's one about a stepdad that uh, is very interesting about waiting for the Flames to to trade. I don't know if you guys saw that on the text line. Uh, nine sixty nine sixty name and location. Waiting for the Flames to make a trade is like waiting for blank. It has something to do with the stepdad and maybe checking out. Yeah, I saw that. I'm like, oh, I can't do that. <laughs> well, I, I'll be it. Like, I get it. You might not like the guy, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna play I, that. I, I play well. that. I respect <laughs> your. I respect the text. <laughs> yeah, nine sixty, nine sixty. Name and location. Um, also, Friday, uh, we're playing uh, Flames Hot Seat. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I got the email. They're going to be in here at eight o'clock, setting up to film. So that's not going to be distracting at all. That'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Why are they in at eight o'clock? Because they need a setup. It's gonna be it's professional setting. It's gonna be nice. Oh, so they got to do three point lighting. Oh yeah, they got a white balance. Three point white balance. Hell yeah. Yeah. They need a half a... hour, and then at eight thirty, here come the chicken wings. A shot, okay. B shot. You know how it goes. And they're gonna use okay. all the audio from the recording, so we're not gonna be mic'd up or anything. We'll just use the audio from the, uh, Great. From the radio. Perfect. Okay. So that's a big. Big shoot, big shoot for us. Big shoot on the big show. <laughs> on, on on Friday uh, for Flames Hot Seat. At least uh, we'll throw out some video of what Kron looks like <laughs> when he's sweating through his gray shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, this is going to be fun because, you know, uh, all of us are going to have to really make sure that we're applying the proper amount of hot sauce. Yes. Or else or else, I, I hope that the listeners make sure that they give us a lot of grief. Should we get some noose hot sauces for Friday? I don't know. Yeah, I was thinking uh, of of grabbing some and getting like the right Scoville rating to them. They talk to the pepper experts if they have one. I don't know. <laughs> I, I figure the employees would know. Yeah, this is <laughs> like going back to when I bought mine. I went to like a hot sauce guy at a market, and I yeah. was like, "What are the Scovilles on these?" And he just kind of shrugged, like, oh, "I don't know. Okay, they're just Cause, hot." Because they don't put like half the bottles don't even put it on the bottle. Yeah, they just assume. Oh yeah, it's hot. Be be careful. <laughs> I just Dang. know that um, the bottle we do have, the mother of all hot sauces. Ooh. That's a hot sauce boy. Yeah, there was that some... one always gets me. What? I, yeah, that was the last set was 
I didn't like it. So I'm um, looking forward to that. So we're going to be filming. It'll be shot uh, with some cameras, uh, Flames Hot Sauce. i got to come up with some good takes, too. We really got to concentrate on the takes while we're suffering eating the hot sauce, too. Well, hey, we, it's post. It's, it's after game. I know the Bruins are going to be pretty peeved. So who knows? Yep. I think you're going to have some hot takes. Okay. I'm looking forward to uh, to doing it. We need a nice mild one to start, and then they get progressively hotter. And then Brent Cron will send us the obligatory text how he's uh Yeah. How he has to I hope he's cleared he's the schedule the rest of the day. I, I hope he's cleared the schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um <laughs> the uh the text line. Uh okay. Um what do you got coming up in the Rose Report here? Uh, yesterday's recap of the NHL action. We got a couple of quotes from the Flames Poker Tournament as well. We'll hear from Blake Coleman, Rasmus Anderson, and Jacob Peltier. Uh, a little bit of audio from uh, Jays and George. Humongous game for the Cavs. Biggest game oh. in history. Okay, it's true. Um, also, uh, Gary Bettman uh, withheld this suspension. Hell yeah, Gary. Is that news? Is that news? That's what I mean. Has he ever has he ever reduced a suspension? Once, Spezza yeah. six to five against the when Jets. When was that? Uh, Two thousand nineteen. It was the hit on Pionk. Yeah, the revenge hit. Yeah, after Pionk got him. Yeah, or yeah, something like that. I can't remember exactly what led to it, but there was there's been an instant. But yeah, I didn't even include it in the morning report. It's kind of an okay. offhand thing. So Leafs have won four straight without. Morgan They're Riley, really which good is, without which Riley is in the maybe lineup. the most impressive aspect of this entire thing. So in like his thirty plus years of being commissioner, he's only done it once. Um again, I don't know how long he's been that in that role of like hearing these suspensions. I don't know if that's been a thing since nineteen ninety three. Mm. All right. Let's do the Rose Report. Let's ease into our Wednesday here. We got David Pagnota coming up. We got Buck Martinez coming up. We got Derek Wills coming up, the voice of the Calgary Flames. We'll do the Rose Report next. We'll talk some trade rumors. And we're uh, opening up the text line for you, 960-960, name and location. Waiting for the Flames to make a trade is like waiting for blank. Waiting for the Flames to make trades is like waiting for blank. 960-960, name and location. The Rose Report is next. Big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. The big show is powered by MortgagesToGo.ca, always the lowest interest rates in Canada since 2004. Visit MortgagesToGo.ca. At the top of the hour, David Pignota, editor-in-chief, the fourth period in Sirius XM NHL Radio. Talk some rumors. David's pretty dialed in. What's going on with Jacob Markstrom talk? Noah Hannafin talk? Chris Tanev talk? And is there really anything to these the name Rasmus Anderson being thrown around? I would be absolutely shocked, floored, bewildered if the Flames traded Rasmus Anderson. Buck Martinez, Blue Jays color analyst, Sportsnet 730 from Dunedin. And Derek Wills, the voice of the Calgary Flames on Sportsnet 960, joining us at 8 o'clock. Flames off until tomorrow night when they play the Bruins down at the Dome. The Techs are flying in right now. We love when you text in with some good stuff. There's already a lot of good stuff early on in the text line. We're asking you, waiting for the Flames to make trades is like waiting for blank. Waiting for the Flames to make trades is like waiting 
for blank. Maddie said it's like taking off his cowboy boots after day nine at Stampede. He just wants to get it over with. Yeah, it's it's not necessarily like the taking off the boots because I think that implies that it's done. It's more like the walk home from the grounds to my home. And okay. I'm realizing that my pockets are empty. I'm going to have a wicked hangover tomorrow. I probably have a ton of work to get caught up on. I just want this thing to be over. Okay. It was fun while it lasted, but it, it's time for this to come to an end. Let's Let's wrap it up here. Okay. It feels like these um, two weeks are moving at an incredibly slow pace. 960, 960, name and location. And you missed, and even because even you missed Stampede last year, you were in Italia. Oh, I am going to destroy this year. <laughs> Listen to you. You're like day nine, and then you're like, we can't wait for Stampede. I'm going to get after it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that, no, that, 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 that's. Perfectly in track. That track's perfectly fine with us. Again. I'm yeah. once again. This goes back to day nine. I'm not. I'm a huge fan of the Stampede, but like any good bender, there is a period of shame that comes after it, and True. I'm very aware of it, and I'm very okay with it because listen, sometimes to get to to get to the peak, you got to grind and you got to pay mm-hmm. the price. That's the price so, of doing business. Exactly. Mm. <laughs> Thank you, GVP. This guy knows a Stampede or two. Uh-huh. Uh, let's do the Rose Report. It's brought to you by Motorworks. If you own a BMW, choose Motorworks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Adam Rose. Rose and Blue. Matty Rose. Matty Rose. And- hey, old friends. Good morning. Welcome aboard. Hope you're doing well. We've got so much to tell you about the Calgary Flames, a whole bunch of NHL games that don't include the Calgary Flames, a couple of MLB notes, the Hitman play on the road, and Patrick, it is here. Cavalry faces Orlando City in CONCACAF Champions League mm-hmm. Champions Cup action. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Very excited. Uh, but we will start with your Calgary Flames. And uh, I, I held the python. Uh, and I and I held it so tight. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the Flames poker tournament yesterday, George. Guys yeah. said no one to hold them, no one to fold them, no one to walk away, and no one to, no run. One, no one to run. No one to run. Yep. No one to hold them. Do you think no you have a poker tell? Em. What? Do you think you have a poker tell? Uh, no. I think I'm pretty chaotic. Okay. I feel like your eyes would be like. Like you get pocket lizard. Aces. His mustache yeah. would wiggle. Yeah, yeah. The, the mustache. Start, it, get, it well. It does have a life of its own. So when it sees pocket aces, it gets excited, and I have to try and settle quivering. it down. Yeah. Settle it. Give us away. But what I've been working on is training it to also wiggle when I have two seven. It's a bluff now. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. And I'm not really a horn guy. Yeah, we need to get out of there. Okay, anyways, on to the poker. How about Rasmus? Well, not really the poker. I don't know who won the tournament and all that jazz. The players go and they play, and if you happen to eliminate one of the players, you get the jersey off their back as well. It's a pretty cool uh, tournament itself. Kron was there, obviously. Um, so Kron was sitting without his shirt on after he got eliminated? Well, they wear shirts underneath typically because oh. I believe that they understand the idea that they're going to probably have to take the jersey oh. off at some point. But, okay. yeah. 
And I also don't know if he counts. I think it's mostly the players, but oh, nevertheless. Right. Uh, hey, this is Rasmus Anderson on the vibe around the team with playoffs in sight, but obviously the trade deadline first. Nobody ever likes, you know, being talked about in, in trade stuff. And uh, and especially, you know, when you're an older guy, when you have family and kids and that kind of stuff, you, you, you think about the bigger bigger picture and and you, you, you don't want to be around that noise and um, I think we've done a good job as a team just to you know take it game by game and day by day and uh, not get too far ahead of ourselves seems reasonable it's all you got to do right now no one likes to hear about their names being out there but just got to keep on chipping away Blake Coleman has talked about the injection of youth into this team and how that has been a uh, a nice little presence around the group. It's not a coincidence that our team turned it around a little bit when, when Zari and, and Posby came into the lineup. You know, they brought a lot of energy and just something we were missing. And, um, you know, they're young guys. You know, it's it's hard to play that way for 82 games. Obviously, they had a lot of energy and and jump and were very productive early on. And, and um, you know, they've been a great boost to our team. And, you know, we're excited that, that Posby's re-signed and he's going to be back here for a couple of years. He brings an element that I felt we were missing. And, and Zar, obviously, getting your name in the Calder conversation yeah. is, is for a reason. So, um, you know, I am I think we've been missing that piece a little bit. Just you got to have a nice balance of, of youth and leadership. And um, they've done a good job of kind of meshing the two. And, and it's really the last part there that I thought was perhaps the most interesting. Yes, you can speak praises of both Zary and Pospisil. They've been very good, but the fact that they've actually gone down this road and, and kind of done it with Zary and Pospisil and obviously Pelche before he got hurt and some of these other younger players that have come up and played. You know, we've seen Solovyov, we've seen Kuznetsov, we've seen Dustin Wolf. It's been a little bit of a different change, and I think that you can hear from Blake Coleman. Even he felt like that's something that has had an effect and something that the team needed more of. Well, and that's something we've been talking about all season, where would this team be without the contributions of guys like Connor Zary and Martin Pospisil? Like they, they've definitely added a new element to this team. And and what's been the best line of the Calgary Flames probably over the last month? It's that Cadre Pospisil and Zary line when Pospisil's been healthy. Like it's obviously been a big difference, and it, it's meant something to the Calgary Flames. And what what were people screaming about last year? Play the young guys. Play the young guys. Play the young guys. Well, that's what we're seeing here for the Calgary Flames, and that gives you hope for the future here. Obviously, you're trading some really established veterans who are very good NHL players, but when you look at the continued development of guys like Zary Pospisil and hopefully Pelche when he comes back here, and Matt Coronado waiting in the wings too, Dustin Wolf will eventually mm -hmm. get his chance. Like It's mm -hmm. exciting for the Calgary Flames that you can actually see these young guys who potentially are making a difference already at the NHL level. Speaking of Jacob Pelche, also had a chat with our Patty Steinberg. You know, when the the hit happened, I was like, "Man, like, are you like, you gotta be like, me, you know what I mean?" Yeah. yeah. So, sorry to swear, but like, oh good. And, and I was on the bench, and like, I was like, if 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 I gotta go through it again, like, I'm not sure what's gonna happen. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, so I, I went in the room, kind of found out that it was not uh, that bad. So uh, kind of relieved. But at the same time, I was so mad because, you know, it's been like I played four games in the A or five and four games with the Flames, and I was kind of feeling good about the way I play, uh, the way I was playing. But, uh, again, I think there's worst thing in life, and you just got to approach day 
by day and, and see what's going to happen for the next few days here. Just what a great outlook. Yeah. Um, I, I love the fact that he kind of calls Huberto his dad, which is the best. I don't think he kind of does. Like, he's leaning into he, it. Yeah, he's leaning <laughs> into it, which I think is nice. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I think it's really good. It's a fun and player to have around the team. Yeah, and I the think guy's it's... got a ton of energy. And I, I think he's just scratching the surface on what that guy can be in his NHL career. Flames will practice today and then back in action tomorrow when the Boston Bruins come to town, George. I'm going to the hardwood. I'm going to the paint. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to that. They're good. They're very well, good. They're slumping. They're slumping. They're in a little bit of trouble right now. They're having a yeah. lot of trouble scoring goals. How many put... Flames fans don't want to see the Allmark Swayman celebration tomorrow after the game? Yeah, probably not. Probably all. Yeah. Yeah. Bruins are going to be on a second half of a back-to-back as well. So, you know, you're going to get one of them. Pick your poison. Uh, let's get into yesterday's action, as a matter of fact. We'll start with the Vancouver Canucks and the Colorado Avalanche. Vancouver on a tough back-to-back. They had obviously given up seven in the third period, losing to the Wild the day before. It was Arshdeep Bain's debut. Former, Former uh, Red Deer Rebel. Yeah, he crushed the Hitman late in his WHL career. Actually led the dub in points as an overage forward. He then signed in Vancouver as a free agent. This year, as a sophomore in the A, he was an all-star. 39 points in 42 games down in the AHL. Was on the dad and mentors trip, so his dad got to come along and watch the first game as well. Wasn't the best game. He ended up dash two and skated about 13 minutes, but wasn't a great game for the Canucks overall. They did leave lead after 20. JT Miller's 28th had them up 1-0, but then Ryan Johansson tied it with his 12th in the second. And Rijo, not done there. Goal loses an edge. Zach Parise has it. Over for Ryan Johansson. He has the goal for Colorado. They score! Does he have two? The puck has eyes. You bet he does. I told you, kids, stay out of Mr. Johansson's yard. Good old Connor McGahee with the call. You got to love the creativity with that dude. That's incredible. That's incredible. You bet he does. I told you, kids, stay out of Mr. Johansson's yard. Yeah. He warned you. <laughs> I warned you. Get off my lawn. I'm scoring two goals. Parisi, the assist as well. Game winner for Ryan Johansson. Uh, Lekkinen scored into an empty net. McKinnon had an assist. He keeps his season-opening home point streak alive now at 27 games. Second-longest season-opening home point streak in NHL history. Only 13 game back of Wayne's 40-game run in 88-89. Just 40 games? He's got to get into the, every home game. He's got to score a point in. Well, all, all but yep. the last two would tie. And, yeah. yeah well, 41 would get him the record, right? That, that's, That'd be all the home games. That's math. But Wayne didn't <laughs> play 82 games back then. Yeah. He How many home games did they have back then? 40. I, I imagine 40. 40. It was an 80 game oh, season. Oh, there you go. Um, that's I want to ask you guys this question. Uh huh. What we've seen lately. Uh huh. Which team do you believe in more right now, today? The Canucks or the Jets? Matty? I'm going to say, I don't know. I think they're both good. Like, I think they're both pretty solid. They both got good forwards. Jets are coming around here lately. 
Maybe the Kings or uh, the Canucks, just because I do really love me some Rick Tockett, but I do like Rick Bonus as well. They're pretty similar clubs, George. I like them both. Okay. I'd probably lean Vancouver, though. Patty? Oh. I don't trust any team that gets 10s scored on them, despite being as good as they are. Fair I point. I don't like that. Okay. I like the Jets. Again, GDP, which team do you trust more? Eileen Canucks here, I think. What about you, George? You see, you know, uh, the reason why I asked that question is because you're you going to go I, neither. Because, yeah, exactly. <laughs> there I, it is. Uh, knew it. I'm still, I'm still <laughs> on the like train that I don't believe in either of those. Hey, teams. you know what, George? It's nice to have a ticket come April. That's all that matters. Yeah, you're right. Hey, Patrick. You know what it is? You need a chip in the chair, Patrick. Damn right. Just like the Flames charity poker tournament, you just need a chip in the chair. It's the first game since the Hartman and Perfetti incident, uh, which started because of the Kaprizov and what other incident was that? Oh, I don't even remember. It was, it, it's all bad. It was yeah, all just. It's all it chaos. should have never gotten to this point. And frankly, the, nothing really initial, came out of it. Nothing came of it. They no. had a fight at the end. They got a little. Yeah, there was Nemesnikov and yeah. some guy I'd never heard Nemesnikov of. Was like, just. Yeah, Punch he him had the, the little rubbit, rabbit hands going. <laughs> he had a pretty decent scrap between Logan Stanley and Jacob Middleton, except it wasn't related the to tall guys anything. Fight. It was just Middleton accidentally <laughs> took Shifley into the boards in a really sketchy way. Shifley was okay. Middleton was extremely apologetic, but as soon as he got up, Logan Stanley wanted to scrap him. Let's they both go. had to run away from the referees to get the scrap going, but sure enough, <laughs> they did. You should watch this one. Uh, two for flinching if you're Logan Stanley because yeah. there's one punch that it looks like it's going to get him right in the bean, but he's got such reach that it never gets there, and he just flinches and falls over like it pops him in the chin. Anyways, uh, Jets already led 2-0 off goals by Velarde and Appleton after they scored 14 seconds apart. Kyle Connor extended that lead, but then Marco Rossi got it back with a power play goal. 3-1 Jets into the third, put it to bed on the power play after a Holding penalty for Ryan Hartman. But a face-off win by Monaghan. Far side for Connor. Back up top for Morris. He went toward the net. They tucked it in front. They score! Gabriel Velarde, I believe, will get his second of the night. 15th of the year. It's a power play goal. Yeah, Paul Edmonds, Power 97, calling Velarde's uh, second. Power 97. Crowd was chanting, thank you, Hartman, as he was going back to the bench. Thank you, Hartman. 15th of this season, Gabriel Velarde improved his season totals to 15 goals, 13 assists, and 28 points in 34 games. The only players with more goals in their first season with the Jets over the last, uh, what does this say here? Uh, I got a stat, but then I... It's Oh, yeah, over the last 10 years here. Sorry. Um, but the only players with more goals in their first season with the Jets over the last 10 years are Patrick Liney and Matthew Perot. Perot had 18. Liney had 36. Mm-hmm. The point I wanted to get here is, can you imagine if we just got to see more of that Liney? I know. 36 is a rookie. 40 is a sophomore. Dude was called only, the next Ovechkin. Only 31 yep. since. Like, the dude literally scored like Matthews for those first two years of his career. And just injuries. And it's just been a tough go for the guy. And it sucks because yep. 36 is a rookie. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that's good. And his release is so oh. damn good, too. 
Monaghan scored about a minute later, helping the Jets win 6-3. Five goals in the last three games for Monaghan. That's the most Not in the three-game stretch in his career. Mm. And this game, good for the Flames' playoff hopes, if that's the boat you're in. How much... Uh... What's the contract going to look like for Sean Monaghan in the offseason? It's interesting. Three? Yeah, three to five. Short term, three to f- somewhere between the three to five million. Depends yeah. on how the playoff run goes. Yeah. For how long, though? Oh, short term. Yeah, probably three, three years, four three. years, something like that, maybe. Yeah, I can see him getting like the Michael Rasmussen deal that he signed yesterday. Oh, yeah. I yeah. don't have that in here, but Michael Rasmussen think- signed four years at 3.2 per. You think he actually goes back to the Habs and signs a contract so that uh, they can trade him in three years I, from now again at the I, deadline for I, first round pick? I, never, I hope the Habs aren't trading guys in three years for first round picks. That would be a bad place to be if you're the Habs. But I, <laughs> <That's true>. uh, <laughs> I, I never think that's likely. I would always be surprised. I can see him signing Winnipeg. Okay, that totally. I could see more likely. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, right. <laughs> a little, a little okay. hiccup there. <laughs> Uh, Senators and Panthers, the Kachuk brother rematch. Panthers won 5 nothing in the first meeting in late November. The teams combined for 177 <laughs> penalty minutes with 12 misconducts handed out in the third period. This one. game, total of 10 penalty minutes and really oh. nothing too sinister. <laughs> no special teams goals. Ekblad scored 20 seconds in. Brandon Montour extended the lead late in the second, but Ottawa stormed back in the third. Then a backhand in front, pinballing puck, and the Senators come up with control. Here's Stutzla heading down to our right. In over the line, Stutzla gets between the defense, and then he snuck it between the legs of Bobrovsky, and this game is tied at two with 11-14 left in the third. Tim Stutzla from end to end. Yeah, it's a beauty by Stutzla, the call by Doug Plagans on Panthers radio, believe it or not. <laughs> Thomas Chabot got the sends on the board with a tidy goal earlier in the frame. Early candidate for the goal of the night was Stutzla's, but I think I got it beat from that L.A. game. Anyways, the game went to overtime. Behind the net, Matthew Kachuk off to the far circle, leaves it for Lundell. Lundell left side, scoots in. Sharp angle, top shelf, he scores! Anton Lundell wins it, and the Panthers take it 3-2 in overtime! The Panthers have won six in a row! They're first in the East. Matt beats Brady for the second time this season, 20th meeting. The Panthers are 11-8-1, the Senators are 9-10-1. Brady and Bobrovsky also. Not good friends. Um, Are they the best team in the Eastern Conference, in your opinion? I think right now they are. They're playing like it. They certainly are playing like it. I really like what the Rangers are doing right now as well. You got Carter for swaggy scoring like hey, crazy. Oh. Like, you yeah. got to pay him and Reinhardt now. I really like the Rangers, and I really like the Cats. The Hurricanes are solid. I don't really have trust in the Maple Leafs. Their goaltending and their defense is not good enough. The Bruins are starting to show their age a little bit, and even the people around the Bruins don't necessarily believe in them. Yeah, I kind of have Tampa to... Tampa can't get any sort of traction no, going. They zero, win a couple, then lose like nothing. three. Um, it's funny how the narrative has flipped completely off of Philly. too, right? Right, yeah. I had him as my Vesna winner, right, GVP? Uh, I think I, I can't did. Remember. I'd have to go back. I think I had him win on the Vesna. Did you guys have like a prediction show? Yeah, it was yeah. like did we do oh, pr- like a little segment? Yeah, you and Maddie didn't do predictions with GVP. Okay. And I did. Oh, all right. I didn't remember, but that would have made sense. Hey, Predators <laughs> and Golden Knights. Theodore back for the first time since November 22nd due to an upper body injury. 18 points in 20 games before he got hurt. I would say 
this response from the Predators, this is exactly what Barry Trotz and Andrew Brunette mm-hmm. wanted after they canceled the team's trip to the sphere. Oh. Oh, boo-hoo. Let me play a sad song for you on the world's smallest violin. You want to real send a me- really send a message? You start Kevin Lankinen in that game. <laughs> Saros gets his first start off in six games despite three days off between two contests. And yeah, there you go. They go out. Alex Petrangelo tied it at one in the first, but the Preds scored three unanswered on the way to a 5-3 victory over Vegas. George's lock hits, and Mark Stone left this game with injury. Uh-oh. Although no one knows what it was. It was just like a really weird random hit. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's funny because we talked about that. The Mark Stone thing. Yeah. Oh, he hasn't missed a game. I know. We have ourselves to blame for throwing that into the universe. The Kings have won three in a row. Uh, late start, so you might have been in bed. But uh, if you did watch the start of this ridiculous game opening tally from Quinton Byfield. Face off to the right of Cam Talbot. And off the draw, Byfield quickly to center ice. With speed, Byfield around one man in on goal. Scores! What a goal! Quinton Byfield! Crypto.com Arena. Quinton Byfield. What an effort. One nothing LA. End to end. Put Zach Wierenski in the old turnstile. Sorry, bud. See you later. Ridiculous for the 18th. He leads all Kings. He's got eight goals since January the 1st. Not the game winner. That actually went to Pierre-Luc Dubois. He had two goals. Uh, his first came on the power play as the Kings won this game by a 5-1 score. Also, Igor Shosturkin might be back. 41 of 42 stops yesterday. He got enough run support as well. Adam Fox scored in the first. And then after that, it was Capo Caco. He got his seventh in the second period at four on four. That's your game winner. Rangers win 3-1. They've won eight in a row. It's the fourth longest run in franchise history and the longest since a nine-game stretch in 15-16. Igor Shosturkin has made four of his last five starts. He's won all four of them. He's got a 927 save percentage and had a shutout against Calgary. For the Stars, tough back-to-back. They lost in a nine-round shootout to the Bruins Monday. They fire 42 shots on Shesterkin, a game that Sam Rosen called his best performance of the season, and they lose. Haskinen did score in his 400th career game. You can also look at the Eastern wildcard race. Two games yesterday that were relevant. The Islanders and the Penguins were one. Islanders win 5-4 in overtime. Capitals beat the Devils 6-2 as well. Triple them up there. Alex Ovechkin did score again. He has eight goals in his last eight games. That after scoring eight goals in his first 43. Pretty ridiculous little run. Yeah. uh, Also, those teams that I mentioned, the last four, they're all battling to try and get into the playoffs. The Red Wings hold the final wild card out east. Devils and Islanders are four points back. Capitals are six points back. The Penguins are eight points back and probably out of it. Tonight, Oilers host the Bruins. That's at 8 o'clock. Sportsnet West and Sportsnet 1. They'll be the second half of the back-to-back Thursday here in Calgary. The Bruins will be on the second half of back-to-back on Thursday. Leafs and Coyotes. Morgan's Riley five, Morgan Riley's five-game suspension was upheld by Gary Bettman. The Leafs will look for their fifth straight win without their top defenseman. The Coyotes have lost 10 in a row. Yeah, they're bad. Holy Starts That's at good eight. Franchise. Oh, yeah. It's a good franchise, Patrick. Very well run. Earlier, the Sabres visit the Canadians. That's at five on Sportsnet West before the Oilers game, and the Flyers face the Blackhawks at five thirty, and the Blue Jackets take on the Ducks at eight. First full squad workouts for the MLB manager out there giving their uh, big start of the year speeches. Get the boys all fired up. The connected team is a. F- 
dangerous team. We are dangerous. Let's party all day. Something like that. John Schneider told the media that this is how he addressed his team on opening day of full squad workouts. This group has been together for a while, and a lot of them that are here were here last year. So I think looking forward to this year is what we're focusing on. And um, I think it's important that these guys have been through some ups and downs together, too. Obviously, you know, last year being one of those where you don't end the way you want to. But just worrying about what we can do to, you know, we did get better last year, but worrying about ways to win. You know, that was kind of the overall message. And I'll leave some of the other stuff in the clubhouse for us. But it was just how do we prepare and how do we win? Yeah, so that's great news. We also had uh, Vladdy Jr. speaking on his offseason. I believe I have a great offseason. I achieved all the goals that I wanted to achieve. Um, Of course, being in shape uh, like I used to be, like I felt before uh, previous years. And I, I really believe that I, 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 I achieved that goal, and I feel great right now. There you go. A little audio from the first day of full squad workouts, George. Yeah, we'll talk to Buck Martinez at 730. Like, do we just need to dial back the expectations for Vlad Jr.? Because everything we heard, he's the next Albert Pujols, he's the next Miguel Cabrera. Do we just need to dial it back that this guy's just going to be? And again, there's nothing wrong with being a perennial all-star type player. Uh, who puts up some really good numbers, but he's just never going to be that guy. Like, what does it get to a point where we say he's just not going to live up to those expectations? We'll have all season to find out. Cavalry with a huge game tonight. It's the first leg of CONCACAF Champions Cup action. 32 teams enter and one leaves. It starts now, runs through June. Cavalry plays in Victoria against Orlando at 8 o'clock tonight. Garbage that they got. They can't play here. Yeah, it's garbage, know. Patrick. Ground's still frozen, sadly. Then they'll play the second leg down in Orlando Tuesday next week. Stop me if I've gotten any of this wrong so far. No, Orlando is an MLS team. You're right. Yeah, it's uh, tough. Whoever wins will move on to play Tigres yeah. or Vancouver oh FC. Tigres. It'll be Tigres because Vancouver's worse ranked than Cavalry, even though they play in the MLS. You talking Whitecaps? Yeah, yeah, Tigres beat them last week. Oh. Yeah, their their legs are done. So yeah. how can Cavalry pull this off? Because I was looking, they're a heavy underdog. Uh, oh, yeah. I believe they're plus 350 to win the match today. It's going to be tough. Uh, you're going to hope hope the weather, and then you know that stadium well, and you can kind of catch them off guard and maybe maybe get a draw, keep it low scoring. That's that's going to be their chances. But if anything, this this team is strong. It's It's good depth. Tommy's been training with this group for the last month or so now. It's been tough for them because they haven't had the true preseason like Orlando City has where they're playing other competitive teams. They've been playing essentially university teams. So essentially, let's just go out there, have some fun, make the return leg in Orlando next week meaningful. Do not get blown out tonight. Okay. How can you watch this? You can watch on the one soccer. Orlando is ranked 10th in CONCACAF. That is the fourth highest ranked team from MLS. Yeah, Eastern Conference Finals last year lost to the eventual MLS Cup champ. Uh, they're, they're a good team. Behind Philly, Columbus, LAFC, and then it's Orlando. Cavalry are 53rd, the top ranked team from the CPL. Anyone notable on Orlando? Uh, they just signed a, a Colombian international, uh, Luis. Uh, I'm Sounds very like notable. Uh, yeah, hey, if I'm him. giving you each 100 bucks, who are you going to put it on to win the whole thing? The Champions Cup? Yeah. Oh. Tigres. Really? Chivas. One of the Mexican sides. Mm. 
It's also a Hitman Day game in Edmonton, by the way. Uh, they play like the anti-bullying game uh, on Wednesday mm. at 11 a.m. next week at home. But they do it up in Edmonton today at 11 a.m. start. We'll actually have that on Sportsnet 960. The fan following the first hour of the Jeff Merrick show. And good night and good luck to you, sir. Terrific stuff, Maddie. The report is brought to you by Motorworks. If you own a BMW, choose Motorworks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. NHL trade rumors next with David Panyota. Big Show, Russick and Rose, 960 The Fan.